Welcome to Sincerely Yours, a little corner of the audio world for inspirational, informative content to help you build, flow and grow as a business owner, content creator and person. I'm your host, Sam, and I'm a marketing communication specialist, business owner, a lifelong learner, content creator and a mom. For those of you tuning into Sincerely Yours for the first time, welcome. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back and thank you so much for your continued support. In a world where marketing messages bombard us from all angles, let's explore how to use marketing to build sincere and meaningful connections with people. It is my absolute pleasure and privilege to bring you today's episode of Sincerely Yours. Now, let's dive in. Welcome to Sincerely Yours, the show where we dive deep into marketing strategies to help you build a thriving brand that you love and also build a profitable business. I'm your host, Sam, and in today's episode, we're going to discuss the seven steps to crafting an irresistible call to action that converts. But before we jump into the content, I want to thank our amazing listeners for tuning in. If you find this episode valuable, don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay updated with my latest episodes. Now let's dive right into it. As a business owner, you know the importance of driving conversions and encouraging your audience to take action. So you know that a well-crafted call to action can be an absolute game changer in motivating your customers to engage with your brand. Now, what a call to action does is that it taps into psychological principles such as urgency, specificity, and value proposition. And that's all in order to create a powerful motivator for action. So now that you understand the power of a compelling call to action, you're probably keen to get started. But just before you start crafting your call to actions, it's so crucial to define your goal and the desired action you want your audience to take. So whether it's making a purchase, signing up for a newsletter or requesting a quote, I think the clarity is definitely the key here. Because when you know your objective, you can tailor your call to action to align perfectly with whatever it is that you're trying to achieve with that piece of content, whether that's your landing page or on your brochure site. Now, you know that um, understanding your audience is the foundation for effective marketing. And it's something that I've um, reiterated over and over again um, on this podcast. And as a business owner myself, there are definitely times when I have my blinkers on when it comes to my own business. To me, everyone is a potential customer. And I realize that when that happens, my content and my copy gets it goes all over the place and becomes really vague and that's not good at all. So I really suggest for you to take the time to know your target audience. What are their needs? What are their desires? And what's their pain point? Now, if you're not sure where to start, um, the best place is to start looking at your customer data and do a bit of online stalking. Who are your customers? How old are they? If your um, customers are, if you're doing in that B2B business model, what are um, your customers' um, industry, the job title, qualification, and the communities they're part of? If you're um, in working on a B2C model, then you can look at what's your customer's gender split or ratio. What communities are they a part of? Um, what pages on social media do they like? What publications do they read? What websites they go on, etc. Um, a good tip here is that if you're on a paid MailChimp plan, um, they do provide some analytics on demographics just based on the email list that you provide. So um, that will help you pinpoint um, your target audience. 
And I spoke extensively about creating a buyer persona on episode four of um, Sincerely Yours podcast as well. So feel free to refer to that episode about how to create a buyer persona. What about what? What is a buyer persona? A buyer persona is great um, if you're starting out or if you're wanting to scale your business or attract high ticket customers. What you can do is you can start pinpointing who are your ideal customers with buyer personas. And from there, you create a persona about them. Who are they and what are they like? Once you have your target audience persona, you can then tailor your call to action messaging and the language to resonate with them. You can speak directly to their motivations and how to showcase your product or services to address their specific needs. So once you know why you're communicating, which is a business goal, and who you're communicating to, and that's where your target audience and your buyer persona come in, now we can start working on our call to action copy. I know it looks like a lot of work just to get to this point to create some buttons on a website or a line in your content, but crafting the right copy for your call to action is absolutely critical. With your call to action copy, you want to keep it concise, compelling, and action-oriented. Think about strong verbs that drive action and persuasive language and instills confidence. So you have to clearly communicate the benefits and the value proposition in order to entice your audience to take the next step and convert. Okay, so now we're up to step four, which is designing an eye-catching call-to-action button. Visual appeal plays a very significant role in catching your audience's attention. So design an eye-catching call-to-action button that stands out on your website or landing page. When you're designing your call-to-action button, consider color psychology, use contrasting elements, and strategically place the button to maximize the visibility and also clickability. Remember, a well-designed and a well-placed button can make all the difference in driving conversions. So next, create some urgency. Urgency and FOMO or fear of missing out, it can be a powerful motivator for action. So um, when crafting your call to action, incorporate techniques that create a sense of urgency, such as time-limited offers, limited stock availability, or exclusive bonuses. By instilling that urgency, you can prompt your audience to act immediately. Now, this actually is a pretty sensitive one for me because that sort of fear of missing out or FOMO approach goes against my principles of communicating in an authentic manner and communicating from the heart. So I don't recommend using the urgency and the FOMO method all the time because let's be honest, we're not saving lives here. Unless you um, are working on a health and emergency services um, project or you are in that field, that needs to redirect your site users to call triple O or triple nine or triple one. I'm more in favor of the approach of warming up to your users and providing something of value for them. And after that, only you use that FOMO and urgency approach when it's critical, such as um, it's the final day of your offer or you're literally not um, going to be extending that offer anymore. And then you can use that sort of urgency approach in order to educate them and really just to inform them, this is the very last day that you can um, redeem this offer at that price. Or um, uh, a pretty good one will be that when you're uh, before you're putting up the price and you, because you have a deadline for that. So you're actually just informing them that if they don't act, take action now, they will have to, you will have to put up the price and they will have to pay a higher price for something in, say, 24 hours or 48 hours. Now, the reason I say that the FOMO approach really goes against my principles because consumers are so smart these days and 
Um, many of them are really numb to that FOMO tactic anyway. And in fact, they're almost expecting it, particularly if your um, target audience are digital natives, such as your Gen Zs and your early alphas, if your business is in that teenager market. I'll give you an example for that. So I signed up to a lead magnet for a digital product recently. And of course, I kept getting emails about limited time offers, uh, 24 hours only, buy now or you'll miss out. All the way until the very last day to get that particular product at X amount of price. So um, you can't see me, but I'm actually doing air quotes here when I say buy now and all that um, urgency FOMO call to action. But instead of buying that product, I sneakily just let the offer lapse because I have a feeling and I know that the product owner will probably put me in what is known in marketing as that abandoned cart funnel. So that means that sometime down the track later, they'll probably give me an incentive to entice me to make the purchase. True enough, in 48 hours, I got an email with a 25% discount code. So just so you know, I did end up making a purchase and it was my intention to make that purchase all along. So they've converted me, but I just didn't want to pay that price. So I waited for the discount and it worked. So anyway, the point is, if authenticity and intentions are important values to you or your customers, I would suggest using what is called transitional call to actions first before serving that direct call to actions that convey urgency. So transitional call to actions are great to on-ramp your customers before leading to an eventual purchase. And they aim to build authority and trust with your customers first and offer something in return. So for example, um, that some examples of that transitional call to actions are things like order a free trial, watch video, learn more, etc. So now we crafted um, our call to actions. And I'm so sorry, I, I really rant, went on a rant about um, fear of missing out. I'm just really not a fan of that scaremongering and scarcity marketing tactic. So you've designed and you've written and you implemented your call to actions. That's great. So what's next? Test and analyze. So testing and tracking the performance of your call to action is absolutely critical for ongoing improvement. Um, ways to do that is you can implement A-B testing to compare different versions of your call to actions and track key metrics such as click-through rates, conversion rates, and engagement levels. You can use some heat map tools or you can use that insights to optimize and refine your call to actions in your next campaign or your next web page for better results. If you have Google Analytics as well, you can use tag managers to create tags and track your conversion and events. All right. Um, finally, I know that crafting an irresistible call to action, it's, it's an iterative process. It's a continuous work in progress. So continuously refine and improve your call to actions based on your data and the audience behavior. You also have to sometimes adapt to changing market trends and consumer preferences to stay ahead. But remember, optimizing your call to action can definitely lead to higher conversions rates and ultimately your business growth. Um, remember earlier how I spoke about unconscious bias and having our blinkers on? So if your budget allowed, definitely get a business coach or outsource your marketing um, or design so a third party can help you achieve your best marketing potential. But if your budget doesn't allow, join a marketing Facebook group or a business networking group and crowdsource some feedback. Um, although this just, just a word of caution, it can be a slippery slope with these Facebook groups if you're not discerning enough to know what type of feedback to take on. I realize people on Facebook, they are quite liberal with their comments and they too come with their own unconscious bias. So um, if you get 
some comment uh, comments on Facebook that you say, oh, I'm not so sure. Um, always go with your instinct and balance the opinions that you get. And that's it. Now we have come to the end of this episode on the seven steps to crafting irresistible call to actions that convert. I hope this episode has been useful for you in crafting your own compelling call to actions for your website, um, for your email marketing, or even your own social media. So by following these steps, you can create um, really compelling call to actions that motivate your audience to take action. And remember, clarity, audience understanding, and continuous refinement are definitely the keys to success when crafting your call to actions and um, getting customers to convert. So thank you so much for joining me today on this journey to mastering your call to actions. I hope you found these steps valuable and really actionable for your business. Um, If you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe to Sincerely Yours podcast and leave a review if you enjoyed it. I really appreciate your support. Remember, if you have any questions, feedback, or suggestions for future episodes, feel free to reach out. You can find me on Instagram at SincereCoffee, or you can email your feedback to hello at SincereCoffee.com, and that's my email. Stay tuned for our next episode, where we'll dive more into marketing strategies to help you grow your business. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Sincerely Yours. I hope you enjoyed our brief time together exploring the world of marketing and branding. If you like what you heard, Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And if you have any questions or topics you would like me to cover in future episodes, feel free to reach out to me on my Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at SincereCopy. Remember, building a successful brand takes time and effort, but with the right strategies and insights, anything is possible. So don't give up and keep connecting with your audience and dream customers in a meaningful way. Keep listening to Sincerely Yours for the latest tips, tricks and trends in the world of marketing and I'll see you in the next episode.